welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. My name's Javen. I'm an international online health and fitness coach. And if you want to increase your confidence, improve your self-development and have a bulletproof mindset, this is the podcast for you. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe depending on whatever podcast app you are using. Today's episode is going to be amazing. I can't wait to get into it. Let's go. Welcome to episode three of the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Javen Palmer, online health and fitness coach. And today, guys, we're going to talk about rejection. How can we overcome rejection? It's something that happens to everybody, right? We all face some sort, some form of setback in our life. And if you don't, then well done and congrats. But everybody is going to face it at some point, whether it's socially, you know, it from a romantic perspective, even a platonic uh, perspective with your friends, even family, career, academically, you're going to face rejection at some point. So how do we deal with that? I think that we have a big issue with people not knowing how to deal with it and potentially you know, going off the rails, giving up, having a fatalistic approach to things. And these are all the effects of rejection and what it can do to you. But I want to just dive into how it can affect you psychologically and physically, because it does have a big effect on you. So I want to break this down a little bit and we're going to kind of go, we're going to bring it full circle. At the end of the episode, I'm going to just tie it into health and fitness and how rejection plays a role there. But at the start, we're going to talk about what the studies show. What does the research actually show in regards to rejection? So there was a study done in 2003 and they basically got the participants to engage in a game of like catch. And there was a, there was, but it was a virtual, it was called Cyberball and it was a virtual game of catch. So they went in, they had the VR, they were playing catch. However, there was AI, so there was three people, and there was AI, and they were passing the ball around. Then all of, all of a sudden, the two AIs started throwing the balls to each other and excluding the, the human participant. While this was happening, they were scanning the individual's brain to see the activity. And what they noticed was that the same region in the brain that is active when you feel physical pain was active as this person was being rejected. So what does that kind of suggest to us? that, well, it lets us know rejection hurts, right? We know rejection hurts. Even subtle rejection hurts because further studies showed that if you saw a picture of maybe your ex with a new partner, that same part of the brain was active again, even though that's your ex, you ain't together. And that's not even a direct rejection. It's not like, you know, oh, I asked you out and you said no. It's literally a picture of an ex. So it's interesting that our brains still view, um, our brains re view um, rejection as such a painful thing, and it and it lights up the same part of our brain. And there's some there's some context and there's some reason for this, right? Historically, human beings were tribal, right? So we were in tribes. We view our pack and our togetherness as it was a survival factor, being together as a team meant that you're probably going to live longer, 
Whereas if you was out on your own, doing your own hunting, so on and so forth, you're probably going to die. And they say that through this evolution, rejection and the, the, the impact of rejection, our body starts to view that as a threat. And it's, it's dangerous for us to go through that. So it's a survival factor, which is why it can be so painful for us. It's evolved. Obviously, nowadays, we know that if you're rejected, it doesn't mean you're going to die. But our brains are still hardwired through our ancestors, I guess, in a sense. So it's quite interesting that, you know, there's, a lot of people say when they're rejected, oh, it broke my heart. Quite interesting how that term is used. Because literally, even though it might not literally be breaking your heart, it is causing pain to you physically um, in your mind. I think that what I like to, to do and the way I like to, to view it is that no one can ever reject me as long as I know myself, right? And as long as I've got complete um, confidence and belief in myself as an individual, rejection just means that I, I need to work harder or I need to do something better. And that can be detrimental to, to a certain degree. But I always find that for me, it kind of results in a bit of a, a slightly more positive outcome. Um, so what else does the study show? Some studies have shown that rejection can also lead to more aggressive behavior. And there was a study that went through um, school shooters in America, and this is a bit of a deep one, but what they found was that every, almost all of the school shooters faced some form of social exclusion, romantic rejection, or some form of just being, you know, being a bit of an outcast, they were rejected from somebody at some point in their life. And then, and then they've been, um, obviously they've gone and done school shootings. Now that doesn't mean that everybody who's rejected is going to be a school shooter, but they've also done other experiments that just showed that rejection resulted in heightened aggressive behavior. And to be honest, I'm not, I'm not too surprised by that. Cause you know, we talk about a lot of, a lot of the stuff that's happened with women these days, right? and how how badly women are sometimes treated and i hear a lot of stories about women who sometimes when they say no to a guy or they won't give them their number the guy gets aggressive or he reacts aggressively so that that doesn't surprise me because it's things that it's something that people have told me and it's a, it's slightly something that we've seen quite regularly and then another study also showed that a lot of people, when they faced rejection, they actually became a bit more emotionless. And they used the term, this study used the term ego shock. And what that basically meant was that people were, after facing rejection, they were basically trying to numb their emotions or like literally shut off their emotions as a sort of safety mechanism to be like, okay, well, I've been rejected in this sector. I'm just not even going to engage in this anymore. And I think if we talk about this in a romantic sense, we can see that that is probably something that happens quite commonly. Um, you know, all those people that will say, oh, I've got a cold heart now. I'm not going to take anybody seriously. I can't trust anybody. There's a reason for that. And a lot of people don't even recognize that actually that could be your, an ego shock and it's your ego. So there's so many things here to unpack because the science, the science and the studies that have been done is showing us so many things. And what the, but 
there's so many things that we can break down and take away from that, that we can relate to today, right? And I think the first thing that I want to talk about is the pain of rejection. So I can talk about some stories of myself. As a kid, I had a big dream, right? I wanted to be a footballer. I wanted to be a professional footballer. I wanted to play at the highest level, Premier League, England, Champions League. That was my dream. I, I never achieved that dream. I got very close. Yes, I got very close, but that dream got rejected. I, it didn't happen, right? And at the time, definitely, it felt like there was physical pain, but I, I couldn't feel anything. But in my mind, it was just, I couldn't comprehend. I couldn't understand why. And I still, I still think to this day, I don't think I can ever really get over it. I just think that it's something you learn to live with. But, as I, as the older I get, the more I think, you know, I'm allowed to have more than one dream. So I'm trying to allow myself to have multiple dreams as an adult. And I think that I'm allowed to do that. And I think once I moved away from this sole purpose and kind of removing my identity from the sport, the rejection actually didn't matter anymore because I knew who I was. And I think that the biggest issue that we face as a society and an issue that many individuals face is that a lot of people don't actually know themselves. I moved to America when I was 19. I went on my own. I left my family. I was there for four and a half years. I spent a lot of time alone. Not, not because I didn't like people, although I didn't like some people, um, but it was just because I really, really enjoyed my own company. And on top of that, I felt like this was an experience and it was a process of really, really diving deep into my own psyche because I was away from my friends. I was away from my family. I was away from everybody who knew me as Javen the footballer. I didn't have to deal with the rejection of not getting a professional contract at Crystal Palace anymore and not being able to get another deal at another club and going on a million trials with a, with a torn meniscus and all these issues. I didn't have to worry about that. I was in another country uh, blank slate, do whatever I want, still getting a degree, still playing football full time. So I just felt like that rejection no longer mattered. But how can this relate to you and and where, you, where you're at right now? Well, the first thing, like I've just said, is get to know yourself. And once you get to know yourself and you're truly in tune with yourself, you know what makes you happy. You know what can affect your mood. You know how to control that then you're going to be in a much better position. And some people will say, oh, they made me angry. No, it's your reaction to what they did made you angry. And that's kind of how I view things because I don't believe anybody has the power to make me do anything. I am my own person, right? I have the freedom. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I have much freedom these days, but I have the freedom to do as I please and react as I please. So I don't let those things control me. So what about romantically, right? That's, that's like a big one. That's a big one. I always think to myself that every experience you have is a lesson. And it's important sometimes to really go deep and be self-critical in a sense of any relationships and situationships and flings and whatever 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 situations you've had it's good to, to criticize them and really evaluate what did you do wrong as a person and what did they do wrong and are you being fair with yourself? Because 
if you've been so if someone's dumped you or if you've been rejected as you tried to make an advance on the opposite sex or your own sex or whatever it is that you're into there's a reason for that right sometimes it, it could be because of how you look it could be because of how you approach them there's so many factors but there's one thing that matters more than any of that and it's how you feel about yourself so for me I never, I could be rejected a million times. I'm at the point where I don't really care. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so comfortable and I'm so happy with who I am. I, I don't look in the mirror and I don't ever worry about how I actually look because I think I look good. I don't worry about anything in regards to what another person may think as to why they may have rejected me because I'm just so, I feel like so in tune with myself. Now, not everybody has that. And there's reasons why some people don't have that. But what can you do to, to get more in tune with yourself? Well, one thing is to, to not rely on external validation. And that's a big issue that we see nowadays, especially in regards to people feeling a bit more confident, is their confidence is, um, their confidence relies on other people to validate them. But once you kind of free yourself from that external validation, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter whether she doesn't want to give you a number anymore. She doesn't want to give you a number. That's fine. Have a good day. Uh, maybe another girl will, you know, like these are the things that you, but this don't happen unless you're really comfortable with who you are. And I think sometimes you get the guys who get really aggressive when they get rejected it's because they're not comfortable with themselves because they're thinking they're either really insecure, they've got ridiculously inflated egos. But I have a very good friend, Chantel, and she always says, you know, you've got to let go of that ego. And that is a process. Not everybody can do it. Some people have a whole lifetime and they'll never do it. But once you free yourself of the ego, you can, I promise you, and no rejection is is going to crush you. Nothing will stop you. Um, and then I, I kind of want to move on a little bit to the health and the fitness and also some examples of people who have overcome rejection. And this isn't, this isn't necessarily from a perspective of like socially, like relationships or friendships, but I'm going to talk about some athletes and even some writers. So I'm going to go for some obvious names here. Steph Curry, you know, they talk about how he didn't get no big schools when he came out of high school and he was looking to do, join a college basketball team. You know, he didn't get no big schools. That, for some front, now he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. You know, you wouldn't think that someone of his level that couldn't get no major, major schools offering him a scholarship. Now he's one of the best shooters of all time. I don't really watch NBA, but I know that much. So that's one thing. Harry Kane got released by Arsenal as a kid because he was too chubby. Now he's England's best striker and could overtake Shearer as the Premier League uh, all-time top goalscorer. Um, who else? Who can I think of? J.K. Rowling. We all know who that is. She had, what, 12... Her, it got rejected 12 times. Her novel got rejected 12 times. Imagine you've taken all of this time to write an amazing story and it gets rejected 12 times. Now, some people, <laughs> some people would quit after the first time. 
some people will probably quit after maybe two or three times. I can't tell you right now, honestly, if I would continue after 12 rejections of my novel. But I can tell you that by her continuing and not giving up, she got to where she wanted to get to. And now she's sold millions and millions of books worldwide. So perseverance is really the difference. And there's a million books that will probably tell you this. There's a million books and most self-help books literally kind of say the same thing over and over again. That's kind of how, that's kind of how I'm starting to view them. But it is true. If you keep quitting, if you keep stopping every time you're rejected, then you're never actually going to get to where you want to get to. It's just not possible, right? It doesn't make sense because the moment you quit is the moment that you don't ever actually allow yourself or give yourself the chance to achieve what you set out to achieve in the first place. So understanding that is really the, the key and, and it's going to allow you to get to where you want to be. So there's another thing and there's another book that I read. It's by an, uh, it's by a, it's by an author named uh, Jia Zhang. Forgive me if I'm butchering his name, um, but the book is called Rejection Proof. I would really recommend all of you to read it. And he actually has this, he basically recorded himself uh, doing these crazy tasks and he has like over 100 rejections. And the book basically talks about how he, he basically did it so many times, he was almost getting excited to hear no. He, he overcame that fear of people saying no to him and he really embraced it. And that allowed him to excel in his business life and really build a strong career because he had no fear of people saying no. And I think his most famous, his most famous uh, quest to get rejected was he went into uh, Dunkin' Donuts, I believe, or is either Dunkin' Donuts or he went in to Krispy Kremes and he asked them, could you make a donut for me in the this, in this size of the Olympic rings, like in the same form? And the lady was, he was expecting her to obviously say, no, we can't do that. Um, but the lady was like, actually, let me go in the back and check if we can do that. And he was so, he was so baffled that she did it. And yeah, he was just, he, he was genuinely thinking that she was going to say no. And that's when, that's when it clicked for him that actually, you know what? You may think something's a bit too crazy or you might think that your dream or your goal is too big, but it's never too big. It's never too big to somebody else. Um, and is that book, honestly, will allow you to view rejection in a different way. And he also records every single attempt at rejection and it's on YouTube. So search Jia Jiajang. I'll put the, the details in the description. So what... I like to tell people, and you might, I hear Anthony Joshua, the boxer, he says this a lot is, you know, you never, never get too high, never get too low. And I think it was quite prominent after he lost the fight with Andy Ruiz. You saw him out in the streets of New York the next day, still talking to people, playing basketball in the cage. And he just got knocked out in front of like 16,000 people in New York City and he's still continuing as if nothing happened. He lost his world titles, all of that. And that, that's a major rejection, right? That's a rejection that not just causes the physical pain of boxing, but the mental pain. But he always says it, he always says it in his interviews, you know, never get too high, never get too low. And I've always sort of taken that, 
that sort of road as well where when things are going well, I'm buzzing, I'm excited. Let's say, you know, my business is booming. I've had a huge influx of clients and everybody's doing well. But then, you know, there's some weeks, listen, there's some months where I can lose two or three clients and I'm like, oh my God. You know, when you're self-employed, those two or three clients that leave you, they hurt. And I'm like, oh my God, they're, they're rejecting me. In a sense, they are rejecting me. So what do I do? I, I never get too low though. It might bother me for a, a few minutes, but I never get too low. It never affects my whole day. It might affect a microcosm of my day. It might affect four or five minutes of my day, but that never has the power to affect my whole day. Now, obviously there are different levels of rejection. There are different levels, but building a strong mindset, understanding yourself is the real key to overcoming any type of rejection, whether it is career, because I touched on career, whether it is romantic or platonic, I've touched on that too. It doesn't matter and you're going to face it. You're going to face it in all walks of life. You are going to face it. But you have to get back to what you love. If you can work out what you love, then you will always be able to overcome rejection. J.K. Rowling loves writing. So it doesn't matter what happened. She could, she, I reckon she would have gone another 20 rejections and still would have kept writing and kept making improvements and the book would still be still be out there. She would have found a way to get it out. So you have to do what you love. And I promise you that is really what it comes down to. You find yourself, you spend time with yourself, you get to know yourself, you really dig deep. And once you are truly in tune with yourself as a being, there is no such thing as rejection. It's only setting you on a different path or a better path that was better chosen for you. So last little bit, how can we round this into fitness? Because that's what really, that's really what I do. I'm not a psychologist or anything, but fitness, a lot of people, they, they, rejection is a big thing because I find that people sometimes find it hard to accept that they can't do certain things because they're not at that stage yet. Some people want to run before they can walk. They want to walk before they can even crawl. And I'm going to really dumb it down and get into a basic sort of level here. And I'm going to talk about actually fat loss. Some people think that they should be losing fat rapidly. Two kg a week. These crazy numbers that they thought was normal. And then they jump on a scale and they realize actually this weight is not even moving. Or maybe they've been training for six weeks really hard and they notice, wow, nothing's changing. This, that isn't a rejection, but I could, I could describe that as a form of rejection because you're not seeing the results that you want. You're not getting what you feel like your work is. You're not getting what you feel like your work deserves. However, the big thing there is to accept that it is a part of the journey, but giving up is where you fell. Giving up is actually where you fell. You don't fail when you don't necessarily reach that particular target, because as long as you keep going, you can still reach it. But you fail when you stop. So if you are trying to get in the best shape of your life and you're trying to drop a few pounds, or you're trying to even build some muscle mass, and you've been going at it, going at it, going at it, going at it, and you jump on a scale where nothing's changing, then Quitting is the last thing you should do. Actually, what you should be doing is thinking to yourself, hmm, maybe I'm doing something wrong. 
maybe I need to, you know, juggle some things around. Maybe I need a second opinion. Maybe I need to pivot my goals a little bit because I'm not suited for this right now. These are, these are all things that you're allowed to do because we're free human beings who are allowed to make our own choices for the most part. So that is pretty much it. That is, that is it. And if there's one thing to take away from today's episode, short and sweet, if there's one thing to take away is that rejection, rejection only matters when you don't know yourself, okay? Once you become completely in tune with yourself, Rejection will hurt. Yes, it's allowed to hurt. It should hurt. However, it should never knock you off course. Never get too high, never get too low. Once you are fully in tune with yourself, you will be able to overcome any form of rejection. Any form, all right? So guys, I hope you've enjoyed episode three. It's a solo episode. Next week, I've got an exciting guest coming on. I can't wait for you to listen to that one. Um, if you're interested in working with me on a one-to-one coaching basis, feel free to shoot me a DM over Instagram or ping me an email. My details are in the description. I'm always looking for people who are interested in increasing their health and fitness, becoming stronger, fitter, and just operating at a higher level in their day-to-day lives, okay? So if that's you, feel free to reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help. That is episode three, Overcoming Rejection. My name is Javen, online health and fitness coach, the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm over and out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. If you are someone who has been struggling to get in shape, you want to lose some body fat, you want to feel better about yourself, and you want to build some lean muscle mass, as well as transforming your confidence don't hesitate to reach out to me on my social media and just ping me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as you can. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe and tag me. Okay, tag me. I really appreciate all the support. Watch out for next week's episode. See you later.